The Nuggets just won the title. One, two, three, four, five. Are they a dynasty team? Let's look to next year. You don't get much time when you win a championship. They celebrated. It's over. Now what? Let's go. Ah, yes, I've missed you. Thanks for joining us. It is John Lund Unleashed. Barrier Sports Talk, talking about all the Barrier Sports teams. Tonight we'll talk about the Warriors, the Nuggets winning the NBA championship, and that means for the Warriors. And looking ahead, because as I said in the little teaser there, uh, you don't get much time anymore to celebrate a championship. The stories, especially when it's a team like the Nuggets, will be all about the teams that will beat the Nuggets. The Lakers, the Warriors, the Celtics, who knows? The Heat. Damian Lillard going to the Heat. I mean, that t- stock is already going to start, especially when it's a market like the Nuggets. And so let's acknowledge that first. So we'll do that in the first part of it. If you are new to the show, thank you so much. All you have to do is subscribe and tell all your friends about it. John Lund Unleashed Barry. It's Sports Talk on the YouTube channel. Uh, we do it five days a week and and when needed. We do live chats and so forth. And then, of course, you can catch me on my KMBR radio show back tomorrow. Back tomorrow. I've been up uh, in the hospital about five or six days. If you don't know the story, go back to my uh, my last podcast, my last YouTube show, and I explained everything. Maybe I'll delve into it very, very briefly uh, here. But uh, essentially, I uh, got a colon cancer scare. Uh, just caught it in time, and uh, it's 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 worth saying again that you, especially when it comes to colonoscopies, guys are just we're just weird about it. Like, oh, it's the worst thing, and it's actually not that big of a deal unless they see something, which was my case. And others, but all I'm saying is, at a certain age, get screened. Get and I don't care what it is. I had skin cancer. You know, get screened for skin cancer or whatever it is you're waiting for. Mine was a colonoscopy that saved my life, probably. But um, whatever it is that you need to get skin for, and it doesn't matter. Cancer and a lot of these diseases, they don't care gender, they don't care race, they they don't care, they don't care anything. They just attack it all, attack us all. And uh, it's one thing that we can certainly. Uh, find common ground on these days when nobody can find seem to find common ground on much that uh, just save yourself or a loved one or it, it and you know this whole thing about you know I don't want to know and yeah you do you you want to know and you want to stay and you want to live so I certainly do uh, I'm not going to get too delp- deep into it just uh, check out the podcast and one for the road before I leave the podcast and the YouTube show today I will uh I'll uh, do that for one for the road. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. Join the YouTube channel. Join the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And my KMBR show, which is tomorrow. I come back, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the fine voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa, my friend. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow on the airwaves and YouTube and Twitch. We're on there on KMBR. If you do, KMBR and KMBR app. All right. Back to Locked On Sports and the uh, John Lund Unleashed program. Let's start with the NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. And if you're watching on the YouTube show, you can check out the rundown on either sides of my fine face, and uh, you can see uh, where we're going with this whole thing. Comments, thoughts, so forth. But the comments here on the YouTube show uh, below, or you can put them on anywhere you'd like. Uh, I frequent Twitter the most. You can go to Instagram as well, TikTok, any of those places I am on. But Twitter, if you want to get a, the quickest response. And I don't care if you agree with me. Agree, disagree, whatever. That's the greatness of this. I've been doing it 25 years. And I love that part of it. And I love what I hadn't thought of. And I miss something. And I'm stupid and all these things. And, yeah, I don't, I don't claim to know everything. And I think that it's great to have differing opinions. So don't be shy. Love to get to know you and, and your thoughts on everything that we talk about. So much, much appreciated. All your viewership, listenership, never take it for granted. All right. The Nuggets win the NBA championship. As I said in the open, 5-4-3. 
two, one, and the celebration is over. Are they going to win? Are they a dynasty team? Screaming A was already talking about it before the game, before they even won. Uh, that's just the way our society works. Uh, it as a as a fan, it's really frustrating because I've been in smaller markets where they've won championships. Um, I have been in those cities who just give us a minute, man. We just won. Give, give us a minute. Nope, you don't get a minute. Uh, Jokic and Murray were in the the hot tub pool and the lot, you know, laughing and everyone's partying, pouring champagne. By the time they wake up, there's going to be a hundred thousand articles that, you know, can they do it again? And are they a dynasty team? And how good are they? And who's going to win the West? And who's the biggest contenders? And is it the Celtics in the East and Philadelphia? And is what about the Warriors and the Lakers? And what's LeBron going to do? And rah, 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 rah. I mean, we're already this is the off season officially. We're here. So first and foremost, because I've been in that situation, let me just take the time to say congratulations to Denver. Congratulations to the city. It's not sexy, and they're going to get offended and all those kind of things, and that's why it's going to move on even faster because of the Lakers and LeBron, what's his legacy? You know, Jokic, what's his legacy? Uh, Steph Curry, what's his legacy? Uh, uh, but that's what they're going to do. But then after the quick legacy talk and how good Jokic is and Jokic and Murray and how good of a duo they are in NBA history, then we'll get down to the fact very, very shortly thereafter that Denver's kind of a boring team in town to talk about. No offense, Denver, you're not, but that's the way you're going to be portrayed. But I want to just say congratulations to the city because I have been in a city that won a first-time championship, and it's incredible. And the fans, like tonight, they're partying. They don't know what to do. I mean, honestly, because they don't, they've never had the reaction. I mean, we've seen it in San Francisco where they won three championships with the Giants. The Warriors mainly won theirs on the road. Uh, but when you win a championship and you're in, like, a bar or something, you run outside, you're like, what do I do? Like, I didn't know there was going to be this moment. I thought it was going to be more heartbreak and we were going to bitch and then next year was going to happen. What, what do I do when we actually win? So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Denver, but congratulations to Denver. Uh, Jokic and Murray carried the team, and I got a ton of respect for Jokic and the way he plays the game, and there is no comp. We don't want to comp everybody. He's not Bill Walton. He's not Arita Sabonis, who I covered. He's not you know, all these different he, – he's not. Uh, he's his own unique guy, and, and that's what makes him great. And that's why Denver has a, a possibility every single year. And Jamal Murray gave him a ton of credit coming back from that knee injury. I got a lot of, cre- I got a lot of respect for their team, and they're really good defensively, and I feel great. I put up there Mike Malone. He's a former Warriors assistant, Sacramento head coach, and um, a lifer's dad, Brendan Malone, if you're old enough to remember, assistant on the Philadelphia 76ers. So here's a guy that, again, is standing there at midcourt probably going, what do I do now? I've done this my whole life. And it was always well, next year, next year, next year. I, I, I just want a title. What do I do? I mean, that's a totally nif- different thing for a guy who knows this business frontwards, backwards. How do you coach a defending champion? He's going to find out. So that's really cool. Uh, Nuggets history. And, then, you know, they've always been this run and gun. Doug Moe, Larry Brown, ABA, David Thompson, Dan Issel, Alex English, you know, Fat Lever, you know, Carmelo Anthony, like all these great offensive players and really – but they never went anywhere. I mean, they, you know, they make the first round of the playoffs and be fun. It was really the team that the Warriors, when they started this whole era of dynasty thing, beat and beat George Carl, and George Carl was coach of the year, and then he lost his job, and Iguodala said, I want to go from the Nuggets to the Warriors, and that's kind of the Nuggets, what they were. They were that 6-7 seed, 5 seed, whatever, but they weren't going to scare you. They were going to score a lot of points, and they were going to be a lot of fun, But and they played in the last ABA game against Julius Irving, and they lost a championship there, and they've got, and they went 47 years, and they finally won one, so congrats. And it's a cool history of your franchise, but uh, we'll get into what happens next for them. And then the, they were the NBA's best team. You look at their top, Den- Denver wins it. There's no question. They were great defensively. Mike Malone's a great coach. They made tremendous adjustments. They have a great staff. Jokic, I still think, was the MVP, but whatever. He'd re- much rather win a championship. Murray storming back for the knee injury. Amazing. 
and give give credit to guys like Bruce Brown who can now opt out and is going to make a bunch of money. And what does Denver do? Because now you're the you are the team that is targeted. But as it says on the court, you're five thousand two hundred eighty feet above sea level, and they remind you of that all the time. And I've talked to many many players over the years. It matters. So they they took advantage of home court. They won a championship. Now, did we acknowledge them long enough? Probably not. But did we acknowledge them? Okay. Just so we know, I'm not like everybody else. I acknowledge the Nuggets won. I said congratulations. Jokic, Murray, Mike Malone, Nuggets history, NBA's best. Acknowledge that. Done. Moving on, as it says in the second column there, if you're watching on the YouTube show. Uh, teams get no time. In the morning, ESPN, especially because Denver is not the, the – it, it, look, people, it's not about what's fair. It's about what hits ratings, gets clicks, all these different things. And now that they are as tangible as they are, we know. We're not guessing. We know who's watching. We know who's listening. We know who's clicking. We know how old you are. We know how many dogs you got. We know what kind of cat food you buy. And so they're drilling down on everything, and they look at the Nuggets, and they say, ain't moving the needle. What about LeBron next year? What about the Warriors next year? What about the Celtics next year? What about the Knicks next year? What about the major market teams? Who can challenge them? Well, here's the thing. Okay, they get no time. Is this a multiple title team? I'll do it because everybody's going to do it. Sorry, Denver. Uh, to me, they're not. Now, again, I was, in, I was in Detroit in 2004, and I covered the Pistons, and they beat the Lakers, and all the story was about the Lakers because Shaq and Kobe and Phil were breaking up, and we were pissed because Detroit's that kind of a town anyway. Don't disrespect the D, man. It just doesn't – you ain't doing that. You ain't doing that here. And they dominated, and they beat Kobe and Shaq, and Carl Malone was on that team, and Gary Payton was on that team, older guys, and they beat him four games to one. Kobe hit a, a, a shot in game one to win that game. Detroit won all for the rest of the games. And they were dominant. And it was Ben Wallace, and it was Rasheed Wallace, and it was Tayshawn Prince, and in the backcourt it was Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups! It was, they were a great team. And they deserved to win the title. And I thought maybe they could win multiple, but it just didn't work out. Larry Brown left and everything started to, to go away. But the next day we wake up, and I, I did a morning show there from 6 to 10 a.m., and we'd gone straight from the arena in the in the – Piston's locker room getting sprayed with champagne and Mehmet Okor and all these different guys. And there's Hank Williams Jr. and Kid Rock and all these people. And it was just wild, just weird. And so it's about 4.30. I look at my watch. I'm at the Palace of Auburn Hills. And I said, geez, I got to get to work. Six o'clock, show starts. And luckily in Detroit, man, it was just, I was button pushing that day. Hey, the, the Pistons won the title, man. How cool is this? Yeah, right. We're going to win five. You know, this wasn't Isaiah. This wasn't Isaiah Thomas. This wasn't Dennis Rodman. This wasn't Sally and Lambeer. This was a one-shot deal. And to me, I look at Denver, who won 53 games, and I say, this is a really good team, and they deserve it. No disrespect whatsoever. You're an NBA champion. You don't have to win two. Jokic is set. He's a champion. Jamal Murray's set. He's a champion. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., Bruce Brown, uh, San Jose's own Aaron Gordon. You can't take a championship away from a guy, and he doesn't have to win two or three. There's a difference between Charles Barkley, who didn't, and Stockton Malone, who didn't. They got stopped by Jordan every time. And Sean Kemp and Gary Payton and all, you know, all those great players of that era, they didn't win a championship. You just got to win one. And you're a champion forever. Doesn't matter. So Nikolai Jokic is a champion, an NBA champion, and that's on his resume, and he's going to the Hall of Fame already. He's unbelievable. So you just have to win one. But are they a multiple title team? Not to me. They won 53 games, which the Warriors won the year before. Uh, Mike Malone's going to be smart. We don't. They don't need to press the the pedal to the metal all season long next year. Now, I would say that Denver needs home court advantage more than any other team in the NBA because that 5,280 stamped on the court at, the, at each free throw line 
is a thing. It's Look at their record over the years. It is a thing. So nobody needs home court more than them. But they're not going to press Jokic now. They're not going to press Murray now. They're uh, Yeah, you can rest. And there's going to be young upstart teams who say, we're going to win 60 now. You know, it's just the league's become what it's become, and guys are going to sit, and I can sit and bitch and moan like I always do about it, or I can just go, that's the league. And that's the league. And so not everybody's going to play. It's all going to be bunched up. Nobody's going to have more. Now 60 is going to be a number that's like, wow. So, you know, everybody's going to kind of be benched, bunched up. And you saw in the Heat's case, you get hot at the right time. You rest the guys. You want to be doing it at the right time. They know what they're doing. It's Heat culture, everybody. And they were playing the right way at the right time, and they get to the NBA Finals. That's what everybody's going to try to do every year. Play the guys the least, put on the less the the least wear and tear on their guys, win 50-ish games, get in whatever seed, and then try to get hot at the right time, try to more so get healthy at the right time, and that's how you win an NBA championship now. It's not the old days of the Lakers and the Celtics and all these year winning 60-65, you know, Bulls are winning 70-72, you know, those kind of things, 67. You know, I mean, for a while there, teams were winning like 65-67 games. Those were the title teams. They were trying to get – they were playing every night. Magic and Michael and Bird. And, they were playing every night. Those guys played every night. And they played all the minutes. And that's not the way anymore, and it's never going to go back because they got little monitors and they start going, beep, 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 he's played too long. Ah, 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 ah. Can't go back to back. <laughs> Can't go three and five. What are you, insane, trying to kill the guy? Uh, so, anyway, that's the way it's going to be. Nobody's going to win a bunch of games and everybody's going to be in it. So, that's the one thing. And they got hot at the right time. So, as I said right there, uh, the West is wide open. Uh, what is Denver going to lose? The biggest thing they're going to lose, uh, Bruce Brown is an opt-out player. Now, will he come back? Possibly, but he's going to make $6.2 million next year. That ain't enough. And there's probably a team that wants a championship veteran, championship experience, kind of a guy, and uh, they'll pay him, I don't know, 12 or $15 million a year. Now, is Denver going to do that? They could. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll stay. But uh, he's going to opt out of his contract, and then he's going to try to make a bunch of money. Uh, Jeff Green's the other one, old man Jeff Green. He'll probably go somewhere else. And then they got six other free agents, guys you never heard of. I already said they won 53. Now, let's move on to what you want to talk about. The Warriors fit. Can they beat Denver? Of course they can. Uh, it is it is a thing to have championship experience, and now Denver has that, and it makes you automatically dangerous. We've won this. we got the confidence that we've won it. When you played Denver in the past, it was always, well, we've won it, they haven't. We've won it, what have they won? I've said that. What does Denver even want? I don't respect that. Now they have. So it's a thing, but can the Warriors, as currently constructed with their exact roster right now against Denver in a seven-game series, win that, win that series? Sure. Depends on health. Teams play a certain way, but there's not a, there's not a gap between the Warriors and, and the Nuggets. In fact, if you did a real breakdown of it and everybody was healthy, the Warriors probably have a more talented roster. Uh, Green and Poole, that's going to be the big thing. There was a, an article, and I'm going to talk about this on Tuesday's show on KMBR. Thanks for joining me, by the way. John Lund unleashed various sports talk, NBA champions, Denver Nuggets. That's what we're talking about tonight. Comments underneath me or at John Lund Radio, whether you want to do it on Twitter, which is my most preferred method, whether you want to do it on Instagram or TikTok, however you want to do it is fine with me. But just interact with the show. Uh, and then you listen on the podcast, much appreciated on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, regular trip podcast. And then on KBR, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. tomorrow, I'll be back after a week hiatus and a nice visit to the hospital. Uh, I'll be back on KBR tomorrow with the voice of the 49ers and longtime voice of the Warriors, my friend and yours, Greg Papa, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., KBR, KBR 680, KBR.com, the new KBR app, and uh, Twitch and uh, YouTube. A lot of places to see my nice looking mug. So, Green and Pool, that's going to be the number one thing. There was a piece in The Athletic by Anthony Slater that said, nobody is uh, there. I've not reached out to teams and blah, blah, blah. 
And it, I responded by saying on Twitter, it's June 12th. The season's not even over. Okay, now it is. It's officially the offseason. And the other thing, too, we just need to kind of get out of the way here is GMs don't tell you the truth. Executives don't tell you the truth. 75%. Let me give you a little tip and insight. I've been doing this 25 years and covered many teams in many sports. Uh, executives don't tell you what they're thinking. All right? They tell Adrian Wojnarowski and Adam Schefter and these guys when they need to know when it's, when it's coming out, when it's done, when it's dotted and crossed. Then they'll tell these guys. But generally speaking, what do they gain by telling something? So where do the rumors come from? They come from agents. 75, 80% of the time they come from agents. What are agents trying to do? They're trying to leverage their guys and make more money. And so they're either talking about their guys or hearing rumors about other guys or, you know, it, it just to, that's their job. You're my agent. It's, you're, not just, you're not just some dork going over a contract going, hey, they missed a commie here. They're not, they're not doing that. The money part of it's big, but it's, it's to maximize everything. It's to this guy's going there and to get your guy in a great spot. So the agents and the insiders have a great relationship. And some GMs and some insiders do too and everything. And some things get leaked just because some guys are like others, like me. They, they can't keep a secret. So, they, you know, stuff gets out and somebody hears something. But there's a lot of instincts to this job. And my instincts tell me that when it comes to Poole and Draymond Green, it's one or the other, not both. Because Steve Kerr said after the season, this is not me making anything up, Steve Kerr said after the season it was the biggest disruption of the Warriors dynasty era. Biggest disruption of Warriors dynasty era. I'll just say it again. You didn't, it didn't skip. You're like, what the, what's going on? No, it didn't skip. That's what he said. And when asked after the season if they would have won a championship, if they didn't have that incident, Draymond Green said yes, that they'd still be playing. And when Jordan Poole was asked about it, he said, what do you want me to say? They don't have a relationship. Now, does that mean they can't win a championship? It's a lot easier if you're kumbaya. You can tell that the teams that win it. Does chemistry come first? Chicken or the egg? You got to win, and then all the chemistry and fun can happen. You can't lose and laugh. It just doesn't work. But when it comes to Jordan Poole, they've got to make a decision because Joe Lacob, they're going to keep this thing together for another year or two because they're going to look at Denver, who won 53 games, and say, we're not going anywhere. We're not breaking it up because of Denver. They're not the next big thing. So we're good. But they've got moves to make, and they're financial. Draymond Green is going to opt out 100%. Not 99.9, 100%. Because it's not that he can get a higher AAV, average annual value of $27.5 million, which is left on his deal. It's that he can get more money overall. He can probably get $100 million. So why would he leave it on the table next year? He blows a knee, can't come back, and Achilles. He's not getting $100 million. you got to get the money now as an athlete, and he's 33 years old. So he's going to opt out at $27.5 million because he can get 100 Again, it may not be $30 million a year versus the 27 he's making, but it might be five times 20, and now he's got 100 So 100's coming to him guaranteed. Right now only 27 dollars is. Pretty simple math. So he's opting out. Now, do the Warriors then say, okay, he's opting out, but we want him back. Now, he said he – I know what you're saying. He said he wants to retire a Warrior. Again, everything is lying season. He wants to be a Warrior the rest of his life until the Pistons come calling and say, we'll give you $125 million. And the Warriors go, we can't do that. Or when the Kings come calling or when the you – know, there's a number of teams that could, call, calling, could, call, could come calling to Draymond Green that need exactly what he provides, and it's not – the people who don't who don't think he does anything or, or is of little value don't understand the game, and you're looking at the wrong numbers. And I don't know what to tell you, because just watch the damn game. 
I mean, it, it speaks for itself. I'm, I'm not going to get into it because it's, it's a long, old conversation, and if you don't get it, you don't get it. So he's going to opt out, and then it's going it's to be on. And then Joe Lacob's checkbook is going to be pressed again, and it's going to be, Joe, do you want to keep doing this? And I think Joe's going to say yes because he doesn't believe that the Nuggets are a dominant team. And if you don't believe that, go back to the Bob Myers press conference. Joe's going to win, and he doesn't care about the rules. He told you that. So then it comes down to, are we keeping Jordan Poole? Are we keeping Andrew Wiggins? Are we keeping Jonathan Kaminga? Are we doing all that? Or are we finding guys that we like better, who can, who can maximize what Steph Curry has to offer? That's what it comes down to. We owe Steph. Chase Center, the house that Steph built. And I love Clay and I love Dre and all those different guys, but it's the house that Steph built, and they owe him. So that's the way they feel. So they're going to put the best possible players around Steph Curry, and generally speaking, those aren't young players. And those aren't Jordan Poole even though Jordan Poole is not plural, he's singular. But you understand what I'm saying. So I think Jordan Poole's probably on another team. I think Draymond Green is probably here. If Draymond Green is here, or if Draymond Green is gone, I think Jordan Poole is here because I think they'll do a sign-in trade, even though they probably wouldn't want to. Anyway, I didn't mean to get into the whole offseason right now because let's do that at a later date, shall we? But the point is, they're going to stay and Joe's going to spend. Uh, where did that leave me? Uh, Green and Poole, I talked about, does Kaminga start? If you're watching on the YouTube channel, follow along. Uh, does Kamingas does stay? Uh, I don't know the answer to that question because his agent can bitch all he wants, and I would too, and say, look, I don't care. Get me into Orlando. I want to play. I want to show people. I, I, I got to start thinking about a contract. I got to start, start thinking about an extension, and nobody knows if I can play yet. So get me on the court. I get it, but the Warriors aren't obligated to do that unless the Warriors feel because his stock is at a fairly low low, and, and players, unfortunately, whether you believe it or not, their stocks, high-low. And you're going to sell Jonathan Kaminga at a low after you already sold James Wiseman at a ridiculous low? And you didn't wait for him to develop? Even though he had played three college games? I didn't agree with the trade. Nothing against GP2. Uh, they would have ended in the same place with or without GP2. So are they going to, are they going to leave? They're not going to trade Kaminga because tra- his agent has come in and said, uh, my, agent, my player would like to be traded. I, I don't care. I'd like to be on a beach in Miami and retired with $100 million in the bank. See you later. I'm going to do what's best for the team. Thank you very much. Moving on. I don't know if Kaminga will be here. If somebody likes Kaminga a lot and the Warriors can get a veteran player, namely, I think, a big, a rim-running big, who could help this team defensively, then, you know, and guard multiple positions, rebound a little bit better. If Draymond stays, put him in a more natural, and you got two defenders in there now, you know, something like that, then then maybe so. If, Jor- if they can upgrade from Jordan Poole, who at one point looked like one of the up-and-coming players in this league and still might be, but may just not be a fit on this particular team. Now that it's this whole thing of we can do both. We can do both. We can win and we can develop. It's really tough to do in the NBA. You have to kind of hit rock bottom and start over. It's just what what you do. And it's very difficult unless you're the Spurs and you got lucky. How you got lucky went Robinson, Duncan, Kawhi. You know, there's different teams who have done that. The Warriors have done that. But at some point it, it stops and you have to realize what's going on. And you just try to maximize the veterans you have and then you start over with young guys. You can't do it both. So does Kaminga need to go to bring in that guy? Possibly. I'd like to see him stay. But I'm not as in love with Kaminga as I once was. So I would be open to trading him. Uh, they'll still spend. I mentioned that. And to get better, what do they have to do? Well, they have the 19th pick in the draft. Uh, they have Jordan Poole, who they can move. That's not an unmovable contract. They have Kaminga, who they can move. Uh, Moses Moody, I really like. I scratch my head every time I think about Every time I think about not playing Moses Moody during the regular season. So, really, 
Anthony Lamb was better. You know, some of these guys that were better than Moses Moody, who in the playoffs you trusted, but in the regular season you didn't. I never understand that. Steve Kerr is a great coach, one of the best. And but I look at that and I go, every time the guy goes in, I mean, he's just he's 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 twenty and he acts like he's thirty five. I mean, that's what you want. And one of Steve's key words in the Warriors, you got to be able to trust a guy. You can trust Moses Moody. He's not going to screw up. I'm not saying he's going to be the best all the time, but he hits a lot of shots. He plays like a veteran. That's a guy I, over Kaminga. That's a guy that should have been playing a hell of a lot more minutes during the regular season, so he would have been more prepared in the postseason. Okay, you know when you win, when you don't win the championship, you start scrutinizing things. So I look, I'd like to see Moody stay, but I'd see, I could see a lot of teams who said, "Hey, man, Moses Moody, let's talk about him." So I could see him getting moved, and you know everybody wants to play keyboard GM, but the reality is. When you do a trade this offseason, you have those fun NBA trade machines on ESPN and other places. Think, Don't think you're the Warriors GM. Think you're the other GM. And think if that's a good trade. Because that's what I always always ask. People always hit me up on Twitter and Instagram and all these places and whatever. I'll, wherever, you know, we'll, we'll talk on the radio or whatever. We'll get comments here. And they'll say, what if they did this for this and this for this? And, I, and that's what I always go back to. If you're the other GM and you'd like to keep your job, do you do this trade? I don't. Because you're just looking at it from the Warriors' perspective. And it always doesn't have to be a superstar or anything. That the, the things that they need are smaller things. I don't mean that in size. But, I mean, look, they need a big. And I'm not talking about 7'2", James Wiseman, who I'd still like to have around at this point. But they need, they need a rim runner. They need a defender. They need somebody who can go up against Anthony Davis. Somebody that can at least make it fairly difficult. And I'm not talking about Cody Zeller of the Heat. I'm talking about somebody significant. So they've got to look at something like that. Uh... They've got to look at getting Steph off the ball more, and, and if they don't trust Jordan Poole and Jordan Poole gets traded, then who's giving Steph a break? It's not Clay. It's not, you know, it's not Moody. Iguodala's not coming back. I mean, who? so can you find a guy? Yeah, you should have taken the mellow ball over James Wiseman. I get it. But who's going to get him off the ball because he's getting older and older, and your main concern is Steph Curry. The whole reason you're trying to continue to win championships is Steph Curry. So how are you going to maximize Steph Curry to play well, to play at this level, as long as he can? That's the number one charge in the offseason. It really is. Is saying, okay, Steph's going to play X amount of minutes no matter how much we complain about it. So who can give Steph a break and play with others and with Steph at times? Jordan Poole hasn't shown that ability. Now, if they trust that he can and, and be back to that guy, then okay. But this year it was starter Jordan Poole was one thing. Bench Jordan Poole when Steph Curry was around was another. And they didn't often jive well together. So, number one on this team, you got to play with Steph. And if you can't, that's a problem. Wiseman couldn't play with Steph. Guys have come in, couldn't play with Steph, couldn't figure it out. Well, if you can't play with Steph, you can't play for the Warriors right now. And the whole point of this is to maximize Steph's life cycle. So, they got to bring somebody in. This is number one. They got to bring in somebody who can be, I'm not Steph Curry and Jordan Poole at times, that's his problem, thinks he is. He's not. No one is. So, you got to figure out who can coexist best and mainly replace and or play with Steph Curry and handle the ball and give Steph a break off the ball. Who's that? Nope, it's not Damian Lillard, but thanks for asking. He's in Portland and you're not getting him. He's probably going to Miami. I could see that. But anyway, long story. All right, so to get better. Pick 19, they can't trade it. Uh, young players have to step up. Find guys for Steph Curry and get some size, please. I mean, it was embarrassing. Draymond Green at 33, he's trying to play the bigs in the West, and it's like, come on, man. Let alone Joel Embiid, or they didn't see Jokic or anything, but, I mean, it's like, come on. Anthony Davis was just eating them alive. And then they get into the series with Denver, and it's like he's not, not non-existent. But they're, 
They took care of them. And the Lakers aren't that good. And they, they've got a lot of decisions to make themselves. But the West is open. So that's all I'm saying there. So that is some thoughts. Give me your thoughts about the Warriors, the offseason, the Western Conference, the Nuggets being champs, how quickly we move away from a team who wins a championship by morning. It's, can they do it again? I mean, that's just the way it goes. And especially when you're Denver, I apologize, Denver. You're not compelling. You're not moving the, the needle. Nothing against Denver. I've been there. Love it. Been to lots of Broncos games. Covered the Broncos. Uh, been in some dispensaries. Great place. Love it. The downtown area, there's tons of great places to eat. I have not one bad thing to say about Denver, but you don't move the needle. And that's a problem. And that's why it's going to be LeBron talk and Warriors talk on Tuesday. That's just the way things work. So give me your thoughts. At John Lund Radio. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, right underneath here of the, of the show. All right, let me give you one for the road. Woo-hoo! All right, one for the road. Go check out my uh, other video. Uh, it's about colon cancer, and I think you'll find that so compelling. You're like, oh, dude, come on. Do I really have to? It's 10 minutes, and you could save your life. You could save the life of your dad if you're not old enough to do these things or of someone you love or a grandfather or an uncle or whatever the case may be, or an aunt or, you know, whatever. I mean, you can you could, you could could save somebody's life. It saved my life, likely. Uh, I, I avoided the colon cancer. I swerved out of the way. Uh, my doctor sent me a note after I'd spent a week now at a late colonoscopy, late in life. I was stupid, as always. And a late colonoscopy, and I had to have, a, uh, I wouldn't say emergency surgery, but he said ASAP surgery. And then they, uh, I was in the hospital for a week, just got out, so I'd been missing the KMBR show for about six days. And uh, they told me if I had waited even 30, 45, 60, 90 more days, uh, it would have been head cancer. It had spots on it and all these things not to give you in, in, you don't want to hear all this stuff, but basically that they had, uh, they said that it, it was developing cancer. And so, and it wouldn't have been a good situation. So they got it out of there. I feel great. The doctors were awesome. I'm in awe of those people. I just sit here and yap for a living, but, uh, I avoided it. And, uh, I, I don't want somebody in a, uh, I've had cancer in my whole family. My dad was diagnosed too late with pancreatic. My mom was saved breast cancer. My mother-in-law, who's absolutely a rock star, um, has lived four years, nearly four years with pancreatic cancer, over 70 treatments, um, and is now dealing with other things and, and going for treatments of that, and she's just battling, and it's incredible to watch. So I've got a lot of experience with cancer in my life. I've had it. I had squamous cell lip cancer. My bottom lip had to be completely rebuilt, and when you hear that C word, man, it is jarring. So go back. Just go listen to the... To, to what I'm talking about in the other one, and, and maybe you could save somebody's life and your family. So that's all. That is one for the road, and that is John Lund Unleashed Various Sports Talk with me, John Lund, from KMBR Radio in San Francisco, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Poppin. Tomorrow, I will make my triumphant return. Please do tune in, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., KMBR 680, KMBR.com, KMBR app, YouTube, Twitch. Thank you for listening to John Lund Unleashed YouTube channel. Please Hit that subscribe button and tell all your friends. And the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast, do it there as well. There's John Lund Unleashed, only here on the Locked On Podcast Network.